All right, so we are uh, in the middle of the third letter. Um, and he basically, he laid down, no, the fourth letter, excuse me, the fourth letter. Um, it's discussing man, the role of man. And our story so far is everything in the world was created for a purpose. Everything in the world is created to be part of the world, to give, in order to take, in order to give, to contribute to the the broad tapestry that is this universe. Man, the greatest person, the greatest creation, is no different than everything else in this respect. The only difference is, of course, that he was given a choice. He was given free will. But the purpose of man is to take everything that he's given, the place that he is, right? Just like every animal, right? Every animal is put in its own setting, its own climate, its own atmosphere, right? Animals of the desert are put in the desert. The animals of, you know, that could, the cold is the North Pole, underwater, above water, bird, right? And then not just animals. We're talking about every creation, right? There's no, uh, you know, the, the moon is in outer space. The moon isn't in the downtown, uh, you know, uh, New York, right? Because that's where the moon is supposed to be. It's attributes, it's physical attributes, is meant to be exactly there. So every person is put into exactly the place where he's supposed to be, with the things that he's supposed to do. So his goal isn't to accomplish, his goal isn't to, right, just like a blade of grass is doing the absolute Ratzin Abayre just by being there in the back corner of, uh, you know, growing in between the cracks of a sidewalk on some abandoned street out in, you know, Pennsylvania, right? And it's no different than the sun, right? It is 100% equal in terms of being, uh, doing what the Ratzin Hashem is, right? A human being, he could be it's not about what he accomplishes, it's about doing the best he can with what he was given. That's what makes a person great. Right? The Vaschal says, right, he's going to be an usher, he's going to be an Ani, he's going to be a Gibor, right? That, the Malach is going to decide. But, whether he's going to be a Sadiq or Russia, that's right. So people, we make this dumb mistake of looking and praising and talking about other people, right? With regard to the trace, they're not in their own hands. He's so smart, he's so rich, he's so powerful, right? That has nothing to do with him. That was predetermined, right? All those things had nothing to do with him. That was not his choice. That was something that he was born with, right? But Sadiq for Russia, that's Bidei that's Adam. That's, that's, that's how a person needs to be judged. Okay, so just to finish up the letter over here. Thus man in his earthly form belongs to this world and his earthly existence is full of significance, right? You're being here in this earthly... Right? This is a very important point over here. His earthly existence is full of, is full of significance, Right? Rav Hirsch, something that Rav Hirsch quotes many times, and this is as Chazal says, is Ikr Shechina B'Tachtaynim. Right? It's a very, very, it's a big side, And it's, it's in a little bit of a contrast to, let's say, like the Mesil Sisharim, which starts off Mesil Sisharim, the second parak, you know, of uh, the second parak, the first parak, right? Which is, Hayyem Lassaysa Mumacha L'Kabuscharim, right? It's all about the Olam Haba. Now, again, obviously, people misread the Mesil Sisharim because what does the Mesil Sisharim say, right? What's the, right, just again, just a, a little side point here. Right? So what is Chavaste Beilamai? Right? So most people are Yasim. Chavaste Beilamai is that a person was created That's the way people are. You see, the Messiah Shem says the, the, per, the main thing a person has to know is that the world was created for Elam Haba. That's not really what he says, right? The world was created for Elam Haba. But the place to get to Elam Haba is this world, right? So Chavasa Bailama is to do the mitzvahs in this world, right? But the perspective is very much Elam Haba. That's the perspective of, of, of you know, and, and it's the perspective I think that dominates the world today, which is of Hirsch comes, and not arguing on Elam Haba, obviously. In a few places, he a little bit like berates, he says, he, 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 like, he talks about Christians. He says, the Christians, they took like one aspect of Yiddishkeit, Olam Haba, and they made the whole religion, right? By Christianity, this world, you're cursed, man is damned, there's nothing going on, and you just have to embrace whatever, and you'll get to the next world, right? It's all about the next world, right? You have like the Muslims that are very physical, like even Olam Haba, 
is very physical, right? What are you getting in Elam Haba? You're getting the, the physical Hana, which is also nothing, right? Tyra is different. Tyra, it's this mix, right? It's like this mix between the, the physical. Right? This world is the place where you earn the Elam Haba. But, but what's the perspective? From a person's world, the perspective is this world. Your life here is very significant. And we're not used to thinking about it. Yeah, this world is nothing. Yes, this world is nothing. But this is, this is where Hashem placed you to, to become great. Right? This is a very, very significant world. Right? Forget about what is accomplishing in the Himmel. That's, not, that's also true. We're not, that's not the point. Right? We'll talk later about Rav Hirsch's view on Kabbalah and his perspective on other things. But the fact that Hashem put you in this world, and this is the realm, this is what the purpose of existence here is. You are meant to be in this world and serve Hashem in this world. Yes, okay, what's, there's a broader purpose. Why did Hashem create the world? Why did Hashem need it for it? Those are, those are questions which Rav Hirsch will, will, will say, let's not think about that. That's memuflumimcha. That's, right? Why did Hashem create the world? Hashem, I mean, that's an illegitimate question, right? We don't, if we attribute a Rasen to Hashem, that means he's lacking something, right? So again, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to bring out the idea that of Hirsch, he's focused, the perspective is, what are we meant to do here? Ikrishkinah's betach tainim. The Asherah is down here on this world, right? That is, that, that is right. The next world is nothing close to, to the, to the, to the Shekhinah of this world, right? Just as no breath of ear, again, that's just a side point that, again, that his earthly existence is full of significance, Right, we, can't, we can't ignore it. This world is full of significance. This is an incredible world. This is a world where a person gets close to Hashem. A person who serves Hashem becomes great. Not because he's accomplishing great things. Not because he's writing a great orchestra. And because he's becoming wealthy and building and producing and creating. It's because this is the world where he's able to take everything in his world and, and use it for Hashem. Just as no breath of ear, not the teeniest blade of grass or beetle exists for nothing, but contributes its share, slight as though it may be, which Hashem's wisdom used to build the edifice of this universe. Thus, too, no pleasure, no thought, no deed, no matter how modest, is empty and futile. Right? If they are accordance with Hashem's purpose, they form the handiwork that we deliver into Hashem's hands for Him to embody in the overall structure of the universe. Everything, again, no pleasure, no thought, no deed, no matter how modest, is empty and futile. Everything in a person, everything that exists, if it's used for the Rabbani Shalom, it's used according to Hashem's rules, and it's used to further this universe that Hashem created, right? It's part of Hashem's plan for all. Just like, you know, uh, some, 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 uh, right? some animal that eats, uh, eats you know, in, out, in the, out in the Serengeti, right? Some, some uh, cheetah eats a gazelle, right? Or some little beetle and gnashes on a crumb, right? That's Hashem put that in the world. Hashem created it as to be part of this world. That's its contribution. Everything that we do uh, is, is, is significant. We're already seeing hints of something that Rav Hirsch is, is probably most known for, right? The idea of Torah and Derecheretz, right? And we'll get to it more later. But the idea of Torah and Derecheretz is, is, that, that, is that the Torah is, the Torah is everything like we're saying, right? The Torah is, is the rules that Hashem put down, right? So we're talking about how a man was created to do the Ratzon Hashem, to choose to do the Ratzon Hashem. Well, what is the Ratzon Hashem? So the next letter he's going to say, well, obviously, we got to know what that Ratzon is. How do we figure it out? And that's the Torah, that's what we'll get to now in the next letter. But the idea that the Torah is a guide for this world, for how to live this world, for the things we should do at its basic level, right, means that everything in this world, as long as it's used for Hashem, is legitimate, right? And so Hirsch will be the first one, right? And, and obviously you can see where this is going, and you know, we have to see how far we can take it, right? Science, beauty, art, music. These are all things that are part of this world. Hashem created it for this world. And if a person utilizes and uses these things to, cut, to do the Ratzon Hashem, right, and then that's, that's something that's legitimate. It can't be illegitimate, right? To suppress this world, 
right? The suppressed reality of this world is that's, that's not what the Torah is about. The Torah is about this world, the significance of this world, and utilizing everything, you know, for Hashem, right? That's, that's what it's all about. And so, again, the first doesn't say, you must go to college, right? That's like a distortion. Oh, we need to, right? But you could, right? It's not about the college. Right? Maybe today will be different. Colleges today, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're no good. I know. That's a, but the point is not the college, right? Hirsch went to university, then never got a degree. The point is, is that the Chachma that's in this world is all part of this world, right? Just like, you know, we, 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 we you know, we're working in, uh, in, some, in some business, so we have to learn the halachas of Gezela, and paying workers on time, and this and that, right? And so, uh, right? Because the, the economy is the reality of this world that we're all very much a part of. So is, uh, so is beauty, so is art, so is, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and the question of how far you want to take it, obviously, is going to make a big difference, you know, are you going to ball games? Is, is that included, right? Is, uh, is uh, theater, you know, it's, again, it's, it's novels, reading fiction, you know, these are all things which, you know, we can discuss. But the basic idea is that, that Hashem created a world full of amazing things, and a person has, right, no pleasure, no thought, no deed, no matter how modest, it's empty and futile, right? A person that takes pleasure in, in a food, takes pleasure in a scenery, takes pleasure in a song, right? This is all part of the world Hashem created, and man is supposed to use all of it to serve Hashem. Fulfillment of Hashem's will with our possessions and pleasures, with thought, word, and deed. This is the content of our life. Is through our pleasures, with everything that you have, with all your pleasures, with your thoughts, your words, your actions, all of these things, to serve Hashem, right? To fulfill the Ratan Hashem. Right? I'm in a situation. What is the Ratan Hashem in this situation? Right? Dedicate it to Hashem. Bring it to Hashem. Do it according to the Ratan Hashem. You know, Rav Hirsch would read, you know, would read, obviously, he read you know, literature and he was very well educated. There's a famous um, uh, story, Graz, who was, uh, it was like a, maybe the beginning of like the conservative movement, right? This was the, the, you know, he wrote the famous history of the Jews. And he, when he was a young guy, he went to, he, he read Rav Hirsch's 90 letters. He got very inspired. He came to live by Rav Hirsch and learn with him. And he did a lot, a lot of very interesting things about this time there. They, were, they used to get up early in the morning and they would, they would learn and they would read Kant. They would read this, they would read that. And says so one time they were reading a certain book and it was a library book. And he read something there that was, Rav Hirsch said it was Kira. He took the page, ripped it out and burnt it. <laughs> he said, oh, let's compensate the library, right? In other words, in, in Chachma itself This we can read This is Asr right? Just because you can You can read Chachma And you can read science Doesn't mean that it's acceptable To read Kvira Right It's, it's right? We, 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 You know We have a little bit of a Black and white approach nowadays We're like We stay away from all biology Because you know Because uh, you know Evolution right We're afraid of anything to do with uh, Physics because you know It's going to tell us That the world's a trillion years old no, we, we, we're able to kind of take, you know, it has to be done correctly, you know. I mean, when, I, when I was in yeshiva, I know, uh, right, they used to have the regions of biology. They would tell us, leave out the question, you know, 31, 32, 30, those are the evolution questions we weren't allowed to fill them out, you know. So th- there's a way to do it because everything, if it's true, if it's, then it's from Hashem and there's things. Hashem says, this is the way you could do it, this is the way you can do it. Just like, uh, this is what you're allowed to eat, this is what you're not allowed to eat, this is what you're allowed to read, this is what you can't read, this is what you can think about, this is what you can't think about. This is what you can enjoy. This is what you can't enjoy. We must properly understand this will, however. Right? You have to understand what is the Ratzon Hashem, right? Because that's the greatness of man. The voice of God speaks in or through other creatures. Right? In other words, if an, like we said this uh, last two weeks ago, if an animal wants to do something, then that is what Hashem wants it to do, right? There's no nevuah. It's not like Hashem you know, tells the lion in the morning, a lion, I want you to go ahead and chase that the deer and eat it. No, it's the lion wants to do it. That is his instinct. If that's his instinct, then that's what Hashem wants him to do. Hashem is, three, is speaking through the lion. If you see uh, the wind doing something, that means that's what Hashem wants it to do. 
because the wind doesn't have choice. It's, it's, not, it's not like Hashem tells the wind, go ahead and blow down, and the wind... No, if the wind, it's instinct. Instinct is, that means, if whatever the laws of nature are for this piece of wood, this is what Hashem wants it to do. But in the case of man, it speaks to him, right? Hashem, this was, this was the mitzvah of Hakbalo coming soon to Harsina. What was the mitzvah of Hakbalo? Hashem is on the mound, you can't go near the mound. The mound didn't have Kedusha. As soon as Kabbalah there is over, you can go and do what you want. But Hashem wasn't speaking through us. Hashem was speaking to us. Hashem is here, we're standing far apart, and Hashem is giving us our orders. Right? It's not natural. It's not like, this is the way we feel. And so this is why God is speaking through us. Oh, this is how I feel. No, just the opposite. Just because you feel something does not mean that's what Hashem wants you to do. And we'll discuss that next letter, right? Just the opposite. You have a lot of feelings, a lot of things that you think are right, things that you want to do, which Hashem says don't do, right? And again, we'll, 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 we'll elaborate more. Hashem speaks to us. My Yikra El Maisha, Hashem called to Maisha. It was a message which came to a person. You are you with your own drives and things that you want to do, things that you want to think about, things that you feel, things that you enjoy. But Hashem comes to you and says, well, no, this is what I want you to actually do and I want you to choose to do it, right? In the case of man, it speaks to him, challenging him to accept it voluntarily as the impelling force directing his work in life. So go, dear Binyamin, and measure yourself in comparison with a blade of grass or a peal of thunder, right? Compare yourself. Then considering the immensity of all the inner and outer treasures which you possess and enjoy, if you do not blush with shame for your petty selfishness when faced with the angel-like grandeur of these creations. Right? Look at a blade of grass. Look what it's doing. A simple blade of grass. It's doing exactly what Hashem says. Right? He's all he has. Look at you. You have so much, so much power, so much, you're such an incredible creature. And, 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 and what, what do you do? How, how do you spend your time? And if you do not rouse yourself with all your strength and every spark of your vitality to make such grandeur your own, right? that you should take everything you have and use it to do the Ratzon Hashem, that indeed you should go and lament the degradation which the Ace has brought upon you. If you, a human being with everything that you've been given, end up spending your life as a selfish animal, which again, we'll discuss more next week, right? You take everything that you have and you're using it just for your selfish pursuits, right? Ignoring that this is what Hashem told you and choosing to just go with the flow, right? Then you should blush with shame. And he brings a blessing, Barchi Hashem, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is with me, bless His name. Etc. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 you know, just one interesting sign, um, this footnote over here. Barchi nafshi es Hashem. This is a very interesting thing that Rav Hirsch says. What, is, what does it mean, bracha? What, is, what does it mean, baruch? Baruch atah Hashem. Right? And so, again, this is something that the Rishayim already deal with at length. And Rav Hirsch understands bracha the following. So, so some of the Rishayim say baruch means that you are the mikar ha-bracha, right? Baruch atah Hashem means Hashem, you are the source of bracha. The problem is, barchi nafshi es Hashem. What does that mean? You're actually doing something. You are benching Hashem. Barchi nafshi es Hashem. My nefesh is being mevarech Hashem. There's no makar habrachah. That the definition doesn't work consistently. And again, the Rishonim deal with this at length. The way Rav Hirsch understands brachas is, is, is an interesting thing. Because again, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose? Of why are we here? We're here to do the ratzon Hashem. We're here to do the ratzon Hashem. Hashem created a world and put us in it in order to do His ratzon. When you give someone a bracha, it's two things, right? Either, either. You're wishing them success. Right? I give you a bracha to find a shidduch, right? Okay? That means I want you to have success in this matter of a shidduch. Or it means that you're actually going to help them, right? If a person, oh, it's such a blessing, right? What does that mean? Oh, I, my, my children are such a blessing. That means that my children are already, they are bringing me to the success in whatever the area is. Right? A blessing is either to wish someone or to actively partake in the success. Right? So Rav Hashem created a world. His rutsan is that we should, that we should, uh, that we should do, do, you know, choose and, and do what He tells us to do. That is what the purpose of creation is. Right? So if we're benching Hashem, that means we're wishing Hashem success. 
right? That means we want Hashem to succeed, or we want to participate in that success. We want to be a blessing to Hashem, which means we want to do His rutzing. How is Hashem successful? What a success for Hashem, Kaviyachal. It means that human beings are choosing to do His rutzing, right? We are part of this world, we are doing what Hashem wants for this world. So Baruch Hashem means, Hashem, you, are, you should be blessed, and we should be part of that blessing. In other words, we should do your rutzim. Right? That is what Baruch Hashem is not a thank you Hashem, it's a blessing, it is a pledge to do the Ratzon Hashem. And every time a person enjoys something from this world, you use it as an opportunity to dedicate your life to Hashem. Every time a person does a mitzvah, you want to focus your attention, I'm doing this, Baruch Hashem, through this mitzvah, this is Hashem is becoming blessed. Yes, we are benching Hashem. Yishmael Berni Barcheni. We are, how are we benching Hashem? We're not giving Him a bracha like a Rebbe. We're benching Hashem means we are doing His Ratzon. Am I doing His Ratzon? Right? Or we're, dead, we're pledging to do His Ratzon. We're wishing Hashem success. It means we want, we want His Ratzon to be done through us and through everything in the world. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful idea. And, and again, this is, this is the whole idea of tefillah in Rav Hirsch. It's not, it's, it's very, very practical. You'll get that idea, right? Rav Hirsch is very, very practical. We're not getting into the practical part yet. But the idea that what we're meant to do in this world is do the Ras and Hashem is everything, right? So the abstract praising Hashem without the Baruch, without the actual practical, right, is, is in Rav Hirsch very foreign. Neira Sihilois, right? You should praise Hashem, but he's Neira, he is feared. It means you have Yerushalayim. You're doing what you're doing the Ratzon Hashem through the Tehillas of Hashem, and uh, and uh, again, this is very, very, very much. Um, again. So this is the end of the fourth letter. Um, should we go a little bit more? What? We'll go, we'll go a little bit more. End of the fourth letter, and again, and so the basic summary is that man is different than everything else in the world. Everything in the world was created. Hashem created everything in the world, and Hashem gave it very specific traits, very specific properties, and told it, "This is what I want you to do." I want you to be here. I want this creature to be here. I want you to behave this way. Man was the same way. Man was given the greatest power of all, right? The greatest intellect, the greatest ingenuity, the greatest imagination, right? And he's told, this is what I want you to do. This is the law. You have a choice. Everything else in the world must do what Hashem says without a choice. Man was given and he can choose to do the Ratzon Hashem. Okay, let's just read, let's just read one page of the fifth letter. Your latest letter confirms my opinions about you, dear Binyamin. Now again, obviously... You know, there's no, this is a fictional character, Binyamin, right? And Binyamin didn't actually write a letter back, but this is kind of the setting, and refers is like, in the next few letters, I'll like address, oh, you wrote this, you know, just kind of to keep it entertaining. After contemplating heaven and earth and all their hosts, or even one single creature alone, and listening to one's de- our definition of man's purpose, no useful person who can still be impressed by noble ideas could fail shamefacedly to cast away his idols of silver and gold, and that super idol, the indulgence of pleasure. And once you realize that this is what your purpose in this world is, you're part of this world, you're part of, right? and not to sit there and dedicate your life to money, power, and pleasure is obviously ridiculous. Such insight and the relinquishing of these idols should not, however, lead to lethargic inactivity. In other words, the point here isn't, okay, let's stop uh, going to, you know, let's stop pursuing money, let's stop pursuing science, let's stop pursuing art, instead let's just futz around and do nothing. On the contrary, they call for resolutely taking hold of all that the world offers. Not, however, as an end unto itself. We shouldn't be pursuing, you know, parnasa just as an end. We shouldn't be going and eating as an end. We shouldn't be, you know, visiting, uh, you know, traveling vacations as an end unto itself, but in order to use it as a mere means. There's a very famous quote from Rav Hirsch, now, when he comes up to Shemayim, they're going to ask him, uh, you know, did you see my Alps? I don't know if there's a source for this. I've tried many times. Maybe if someone else finds it. It is in kind of the spirit of what he's saying here now, right? It's like every, every pleasure in this world was created for man to use and utilize it according to the Ras and Hashem. And everything is legit, right? If, if it's something in the world, it's a legit thing. Hashem is not the... Right? But again, it's, it's this idea. 
right? Take everything that the world has to offer, not as an ends, but as a means. Use everything in this world to further do the Ras and Hashem. The Rasen Hashem allows you to become an inner and outer wealth. The more completely you are required to fulfill His will, and the more encompassing your task becomes. With great power comes, right? Great responsibility, because now you have more to, to do the Ras and Hashem with, right? So, uh, so again, it's, it's not just you're going on vacation and you're seeing something beautiful in order now to be rejuvenated to come back and learn. That's not the idea, right? That's not the idea. That's, that's, the, more, that's the more modern maybe approach. That's the more, we call it yeshivish approach, right? That, the, you know, it's all about uh, learning and it's all about doing the mitzvahs and learning, of course, is the biggest mitzvah. And of course, if you need a ben azmanim, right? And so like, you know, you're eating a bagel, think, I'm eating in order to be able to serve Hashem. That's, that's not the idea, Rav Hirsch. It's the eating itself, when done according to how Hashem wants, is the Ratzon Hashem. Right? Hashem wants you to eat, which means He wants you to eat only certain things, only under certain circumstances, following the, the certain laws, and that is Ratzon Hashem. So you are doing your eating, which is the basic function of every animal, but you're doing so according to how Hashem wants. Right? That's, that's the idea. So the, your physical behaviors that you're doing, you're doing al the Ratzon Hashem. Right? You're going on vacation, you're doing so al the Ratzon Hashem, according to the laws that Hashem, how Hashem wants you to behave in this situation. Right, this is, how, does, how does Hashem, what are the laws that apply to this place? Again, there's, there's a lot of different, uh, right? The first says, What does that mean? Because every person is in his own life. Everyone has their own setting. Everyone has their own job, their own family situation, their own neighborhood, their own house. And everyone is able to do the Ratzon Hashem in a different place. Right? I have opportunities to serve Hashem that you don't have. You have opportunities that he doesn't have. Right? You have a schlepper, you know, a guy whose mom is working in the lowest profession. Uh, low is, is a relative term. It doesn't mean low. Because right? again, you could be great doing low. But you know, it's a profession which no one respects. Right? Uh, right? He has opportunities to bring out what Hashem wants that the Gadladar doesn't have. Right? Chaim Gnaski sat in his apartment in B'nai Brak. He didn't deal with uh, secretaries. He didn't deal with uh, you know, employees, with thefts, with paying workers on time. I don't know, right? And, and, and your, your, in your business, with your regulations that you have, and your customers, and your, you have, everyone is bringing out, doing the Rasa Hashem in his individual place in a way that other people... So you let me to be them because you, you'll get a full range of, of, of what it means to serve Hashem. You rightly state that just by contemplating man's capabilities, we can readily see that he's meant to function creatively. This is an important point, right? So Hashem gave each creation the traits in order to do what Hashem wants it to do, right? The properties of this animal, of this plant, of this rock, of this mineral, right? So human beings were given, were, were given the talents and capabilities to do what Hashem wants a human being to do. What a, a human being, what is his greatest gift? It's his creativity, right? A man is creative. A person, right? A man has imagination. He can do an ama- amazing thing, which means that Hashem wants us to be creative in his service. Right? Otherwise, Hashem wouldn't have made us with, an, with an imagination. In addition to the factors you mentioned, you might consider man's upright stature. We stand. All other animals are on two fours. We stand, right? It means we can look all around us. The way his head is poised for looking around and watching everything. Right? We can see other people. Animals are much more self-absorbed. They're looking down. They're looking straight ahead. A man, right? Look at, look at the physical traits of man, right? And the complex structure of his hand formed to shape things, right? Opposable thumbs and all that, right? Uh, what we can do, we can... Right? The things that man can do over animals is because Hashem obviously wants, this is part of what Hashem wants for us. His mental abilities right, suffices to let him comprehend all things. Right? A, man's, a man's much smarter than animals. Right? I mean, a man could think. Right? A man, uh, I don't want you to, it's not just about action. It's, not just about, it's also about a person's intellect. And is it right? A person has an intellect, a tremendous intellect over other animals. It means Hashem wants us to serve him using that intellect. His mental ability suffices to let him comprehend all things to the extent that they serve his endeavors. Right? Hashem wants us to use our minds in so far as they can help us accomplish what we need to accomplish. Though beyond that, and this is a little point there, the path of knowledge is difficult and fraught with danger pursued by but a few. 
right? And this is already where he's kind of referencing more like Kabbalah and these kinds of things, right? A person's intellect was given to, to be able to, to use his intellect in order to be able to pursue Chachma, Taira, and, and all the things that a, that a human brain can pursue. But once you get past a certain point, right? You know, this is the Mishnah Chagiga, right? the Bereshit is a base. There are certain things that are beyond, right? But by a few, right? In other words, here already he's acknowledging that there are there are some people that can maybe try to venture there, but you know something? It's very dangerous, right? And three out of four didn't fear very well, right? There's certain things that, you know, you have to leave, uh, and that's very much, again, in line with Rav Hirsch. We'll discuss what Rav Hirsch's Yuan Kabbalah was, and it's a controversial thing, right? It's, 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 it's a big, there was a big, uh, there was a big machlekes between the Rav Hirsch uh, people about exactly what his Yuan Kabbalah was, right? But this idea that, that you know, certain things are, are just beyond, right? Certain things, maybe some people, maybe, you know, and I, you have to know, right? The, the, it's like people skip the Shari Yichr and the Chavos Avavis, right? Now, very few people learn Mar Nevuchim. Uh, and in Kabbalah, obviously, again, it's become more pal- palatable, it's become more mainstream, and you know, there are people in Svarim that are kind of bringing the ideas and, and making it for the Hamayim. But there are certain things which are just beyond, you know? I, as a Siddur, you know, this is like uh, Rav Aaron, every year, Lagba Eimer, so he speaks, he, he went through a different um, line in the, in the song Bar Yechai, right? So uh, this, this year it was up to the last one, the second last one, right? Or mufla rumayla, yereisim al habit kiravla talumais vein karelon gamdevay. Right, there are things that are beyond. Right? He's discussing like, what was this big? What's the praise of Shem Yechai saying that things are beyond? That means that Shem Yechai couldn't. Uh, okay, you can listen to it. It's on the it's on the podcast. Right, but there are, there are certain things that are beyond, and there's a, there's a limit to human intellect. Right, and you have to be very careful. Right? The very development of man's intellect itself depends on means of putting it to use. Right? And I was thinking, right? you think about that. A person's thought is his greatest power, right? a man's brain. But how does a person, how does a person think? It's through words. Communication through words. Right? So you see that it's not just meant to be theoretical. Right? The brain, it's through talking. That means that the purpose of the brain isn't just to be thinking of Shaq sitting in the corner and contemplating. And, 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 and you, know, uh, you know, what's it called again? Uh, you know, um, What's it called? Uh, what? Meditating, right? It's, it's words, right? That's, that's, that's the way a person thinks, is through words. The heart, on the other hand, the motivating source of all action, has an infinite capacity to embrace all beings with respect and love. That's very interesting. Because the intellect, there's a limit to intellect. And a person, you can only think beyond this, certain things that we simply can't understand. The idea of God simply is, in, it, can't, it cannot be understood, right? The idea of something which creates but was not created, right? It's simply our human brain cannot comprehend, we, we can say the words, Right? But something that exists right, without being created, simply our, our brains cannot deal with it. The idea of forever, the idea of nitzri. Our brains, we can say the words and we can hear it, but we can't understand. There's a limit to, to what our brains can accomplish. Whereas our hearts, that's limitless. Right? A person's heart is just your capacity for love and your capacity to, 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 to become, you know, you know heart is, is, is where a person's is motivations, right? That a person's, a person's heart could become davak to Hashem and davak to people. That there's no limit. That there's no limit. It's an amazing thing. We, 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 we love to think of Chachman, our brains, as being our, our, our most powerful thing. But no, there's limits to the brains. The heart, there's no limit. It alone is capable of climbing the greatest heights and making unlimited progress. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll stop here. Yeah.